Hi guys, welcome to the Church Split. My name is Will, and this is a very different episode than what I normally do and than what we normally do on this platform in general. I am here to give you guys kind of a life update on what's going on the other side of the camera and what's going on with my life, what's going on with Brian's life, what's been going on in general, because you guys might have noticed over the last like six to eight months, uh, our videos, there's not been as many, right? Like our content has drastically slowed down. And that's mainly because of his crazy life and my crazy life and the two crazy lives are, it make it very difficult for us to do this regularly. So I feel like um, one of the big things for us is that we want to be open and honest with you guys. And this is a way I want to do that. It's just by giving you guys a simple update. Now it's nothing bad. So don't think like there's some sort of impropriety that's happened behind the scenes. And that's what's really been going on. That's not the issue. So what's going on is that uh, there are changes coming to the church split in our own lives that are going to impact this show one way or another. And, but I think it'll end up being for the better of this show, and I'll explain why that is. And so let, let me go ahead and go through that. So first off, um, I will be moving. I will be changing geographical locations to another state. I'll be moving from Michigan to Indiana. And let me explain to you why that is and all that, because clearly we're not gonna be in the same geographical locations. That's gonna make things difficult for Brian and I to do the same format that we've always done. So. This is basically what happened. For those of you guys who don't know, um, and those of you who do know, I'm just gonna give a quick recap. You can read a more in-depth blog post of this story right here and right here. Um, those are the two updated ones. Uh, one where I tease the announcement I'm about ready to make and one that actually goes makes the same announcement. So um, anyway, so with that being said, guys, um, you might know already that a few years ago, my wife and I stepped down from full-time ministry. I was serving as a lead pastor at, of a small country church, and there was a lot of you know church splits that took place there, and there was a lot of things that we experienced that were not positive. We experienced a lot of betrayal, a lot of um, pettiness, a lot of things that, that can happen in ministry, the, the challenges that almost every minister goes through. And it's really sad because I feel like, generally speaking, in churches, like you either really get really great, like genuine pastors who get stuck with like some really difficult people or some really genuine people who get stuck with very difficult pastors. I feel like it's really hard for the two to the genuine people to find each other. I don't know why that is, but anyway. Um, so we stepped down and because the church, had, our ministry life was so difficult because not only were we like, like not making really any money. So we both had to work outside of the church. So it was not enough to provide for our family. Um, but also we experienced a lot of personal tragedy, you know, her, within the first year of our pastorship there, my, my wife, uh, her mom died and suffered a very long, grueling four month long process to, till she passed. And then uh, not long after that church splits and then a few other things. And then and uh, we were married up to this point for like seven years. We didn't think we could have any children. And then she got pregnant and then we lost the baby. And then she got pregnant again and we lost the baby. And needless to say, we are very heavy hearted between the church splits, the different personal tragedies. We were just not in a strong spiritual state anymore. We were just exhausted. Um, never, we weren't, you know, questioning the existence of God or anything like that. We were just spiritually exhausted and wiped out. We were drained. So we stepped down. There's a friend of mine who wanted, who was looking for a ministerial position and he fit the mold of the church very well. So it was a seamless transition. We got him in and he switched out. And honestly, I think he's a better fit for the church than me, which is a great thing. Uh, really worked out. 
So the last few years, I've just been working and my wife stayed home and I kept saying, because I just kind of accepted once I stepped down, I was like, maybe I'm just done with full-time ministry. Uh, and that was a difficult pill to swallow. I kept thinking maybe that's what the case was, but I didn't want to because I have known since I was 17 years old that God wanted me in ministry. Some of you guys probably had your careers picked out before you graduated high school. And my thing was, I just knew the Lord wanted me in ministry. That's where my heart was. I wanted to pour into other people. I wanted to see the gospel of Christ change people's lives as much as it changed mine because my life has changed drastically since I've uh, taken my walk with the Lord seriously. And so it was difficult to step down but I also kind of was in that position where I was like, maybe I'm just done with it. And so, but you know, I'm, I'm stubborn. So I kept applying for churches one after another. And I was getting continual rejection because I'm in a very reformed area and I didn't want to move. And, uh, and so when you're not a very reformed person, you live in West Michigan, the reformed capital of the U.S., it makes it really difficult to find a church. I, I mean, like there'd be churches like, you know, with an ambiguous name, like the river and, you know, get a, get an interview and they're like, well, we're a reformed church. And you're like, oh, well, that's not on your sign. I did not know that because I'm not reformed. And if anyone knows the church split, we're definitely not reformed. Not that we have an issue with reformed people. We just take issue with a lot of the teachings we think is problematic. So we were like, well, that's not, I, for me, obviously that's not going to work. And then one church seems like a lot of things lined up really well, but he goes, well, I just can't get behind your atonement views. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. So, and basically kind of what I started doing when I'd have interviews with churches was I'd just be like, all right, let me just get my controversial views out of the way now because that the doctrinal questionnaire is bound to come. So if these are areas that you want clarification on or these made major areas that you don't think you could get behind with a church or have someone in, in leadership for your church or that, fine, just now let's just keep soaring and you guys can move on to the next person. That way no one's wasting each other's time. And uh, so we, the search continued. And really, honestly, what happened is I just kind of stopped searching. I, I stopped looking and I just continued to work and kind of I had this idea that like maybe I'll just do a church plant because clearly I can't find a church. So I must, I just should just plant a church and just go from there. I worked a good job. I made good money. And I kind of had this also this idea that like, because we never had money before my wife and I, like we were, we were, you know, we just got out of Bible college and now we were serving ministry. We, money was never a lot of lot for us. Like it was never a big, then it was never anything we had, I should say. So I got this good job that gave us money and it was really nice and we we're super comfortable now like we were just she was able to stay home we were able to do nice vacations we were able to just live comfortably within our means and also save money it was this it was a very blessed position to be in we knew that but at the same time i couldn't get this nagging out of my heart and mind that i needed to be doing more ministry I originally thought, well, maybe I could just do the podcast more and serve as an elder, um, teach a theology class on Sundays and disciple a few people, and that'll kind of get it out of my system. Uh, and it wasn't working because I know I knew that's not what God wanted me. I that's not where I belong. That's not I wasn't my career wasn't to be in this professional sphere uh, of just nine to fives. And there's nothing wrong with nine to fives, but that wasn't my calling, and I knew that, and I knew that's not what my inkling was. It was very difficult because I kept trying to like kind of suppress that. And so I continued on. Well, Jonathan Pritchett, uh, the vice president of my seminary, also the co-host of Trinity Radio, if you're familiar with Trinity Radio uh, on YouTube. If not, what are you doing? Listen to us and not them. doesn't make much sense to me. But anyway, um, I'm a Trinity student and, uh, and well, I'm a Trinity alumni and I'm going to be going there for my 
upper education as well here in the near future. But anyway, uh, Pritchett posted about a position at his church. I talked to him about it. I was like, hey, should I apply? I don't even know if I should. He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, but I have no power over it. I'm not a part of that committee. Um, we are, we, me and Braxton go to the church um, and we kind of partner with them in certain things, but like, that's not our that we don't hire, like that's not, we have no pull on that in that area. And I was like, okay, that's no big deal. You know, I was like, I'll just throw my resume in the hat and call it a day. Cause I might, I first asked him, does it pay enough to support a small family? was my original question. He's like, I don't know. I think so. Probably. I don't know. Cause again, he's not part of that. He was just letting people know that the position was open. So I applied and a few, not, not that long later, is it a couple weeks? Doesn't matter. Anyway, not long after, uh, Chris, their next gen director called me and we had a great conversation. Like I was shocked at how good of a conversation it was. We got along so well and we had such a good time chatting with each other. And he told me he'd be in touch. And then um, he did send me an email later going, by the way, I know you're wondering what it pays. Just so you know, this is the max it can pay. And it was short short by a pretty substantial margin for me. And I was like, oh, that's, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be able to make that work. Um, but he asked me to come down for an interview and I was like, well, I can at least do that and then see what doors open. So I go down there and part of me was also like, well, maybe it'll just kind of be not my vibe and I'll go down there and I don't like it. And I won't, I'll lose any and all interest in this position. And, uh, the opposite happened. I loved it. It was awesome. It was everything that I would want in a ministry between the the faculty, the the, the team spirit, the way everything worked there. Um, and that made it really hard because on our way up, I kept trying to think like, how could I rig that low number that I can't make work? And how can I rig it to make it work? Can I do that? I don't know. But then I kept thinking, but then I have to move. And then I have to leave, leave all the things behind here. Because the reality is, Moving wasn't going to be easy. Uh, it was not. Uh, moving is never easy, right? Because I mean, packing, un unboxing. I mean, how long does it take for you to move? Really, it's like five years, right? Because there's a few boxes that you just kind of leave in the corner that you never touch. Don't really want to deal with that. Plus, it's in like Indiana, and let's just be honest, Indiana is mostly fields. No one goes to Indiana because it's cool, right? You know what I'm saying? Just kidding. If you're from Indiana, but you know what I mean. Uh, I can't. I can't talk. I'm from Michigan. The only cool part of Michigan is the north part. That's like six hours away. So, <laughs> uh, hang with me, guys. Hang with me. Um, so, what ended up happening was we got up there and we got back home, and you know, of course, things were going pretty well with the church on this. So they offered us the position. And I was like, well, guys, I can't make that number work. I just don't know. I need at least X amount of dollars, I think more per month, um, even to make this work. I, I would love to, because for me, I, even though I was making good money where I was at, I was like, it doesn't have to be anywhere near that number, right? It just needs to be able to supply my family's needs. That was my big thing. Um, so I was like, well, first let me call around and see what I can do. Because I figured, I was like, well, my seminary's in the same city. Uh, my the, the president and vice president of my seminary go to this church. Why don't I give them a call? See if there's something that we can do. Well, we can work out. Um, and of course, Braxton, he checked all the numbers that he could. He tried to talk to some of the people there. And Trinity just wasn't really looking for another position. There wasn't any other, there wasn't any more room in the budget, essentially just bring on a, another person on, uh, onto the payroll for no real reason besides we're going to make him do these other things because we have to make we made a position for him uh they they just were in that position and that's perfectly fine 
And so I called some of the Christian schools in the area because I know the president, the, the principal went to that church, and I. But none of the positions were, were going to work for me and my family well enough to because what one with a baby or they weren't part time enough or the position wasn't there was no positions available things like that. So I was getting roadblock after roadblock after roadblock, and I was like, well, maybe it's just not God's will because if the doors aren't opening, probably isn't God working for you, right? And. So I was like, well, I wasn't like I was disappointed because I really love the church and I want to be in ministry. That's my heart. But part of me was like, well, I guess. But I, I mean, I'm a little bit relieved too because I don't have to make a decision. This is not this. These decisions now are outside of my control, and so therefore I can just turn it down and no harm, no foul, and move on. I can keep working my very comfortable job and keep going. <laughs> um, so that Monday, I decided I was going to text Chris and ask if I could chat with him and then just kind of inform him of, hey, it's not coming together. I think I'm going to have to turn it down. Of course, Chris beat me to it and he texted me and asked if we could talk Thursday. And I was like, sure, I guess. And I figured that if nothing else, it would allow me the opportunity to turn it down personally. Well, then what ended up happening was the opposite. They they did a reverse Uno card on me. And uh, he was like, hey, look, we also have these needs in the church that we we're, we're going to hire out positions for. But if you can help actually fill in that hole, we can make up X amount of difference. And that was the exact number I needed. That was the exact number I needed. Like In my mind, I was like, I can make it work if it reaches this. And I was like, oh, my word. <laughs> now I actually have to make a decision. So I get off the phone with Chris, and I look at my wife, who was with me, obviously. And I was like, so what do you think? And in my mind, I'm like, this is insane. We're, we're going to be cutting our income in half. Things are pretty good for us here. Why am I still so wanting to do this? Like, ministry was horrible to me and my family. Um, and but yeah, here I am. And she goes, in the call, and you have to understand my wife. She knew her. She does not like things disturbing her peace. She likes things uh, secure, consistent, uh, and nothing is more disruptive in life than a move and a pay cut, right? So, and uh, I looked at her. I was like, "So, what do you think?" And she just goes, "I know it sounds crazy, but I think we should do it." And I was like, "Nah, you're crazy." Okay, hold on. We got. We can't just make a decision that quickly. This is a big decision. You just made it too quickly. And of course, she told me that she had been praying about it for since we first went down and she's been really praying that the Lord would just open that up to that number if it was his will and if he wanted us there. So Callie at this point took that as like a divine sign, right? And of course me, I'm Mr. Practical and Control Freak, so I'm really struggling with just being like, I yes, I really want to, but also comfort, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to really think about this because there's a lot of things that with us that, you know, I really need to contemplate. So the other issue is that I had to keep thinking what it was going to do to my friends here. Because even though ministry, I, I say, is, was terrible for us, it really wasn't. We, I'm surrounded by some of the best people in my life that I've ever met in my entire life. And it's all because of my ministry that I was able to partake of here. That I was privileged to pastor here. Uh, Brian and I wouldn't even be friends if it wasn't for me taking, like moving from Virginia to Michigan all those years ago. If I didn't do that, Brian and I wouldn't be friends. The show probably wouldn't even exist, or if it did, it wouldn't look nearly as good. Because trust me when I say Brian is a major factor in keeping this show looking good. Uh, so that was a big deal for me. So I was like, I don't know. So what I did is I, I went over to his his house, and Brian's going got a lot going on in his life right now, and uh, not and don't worry, it's not like he's dying or anything. It's just it's just a little chaotic. Um, and so I was able to squeeze an evening to go over, and him and I were chatting, and. Uh, he was rebuilding his deck, by the way. Um, it looks amazing. 
but <laughs> he did a great job. If you ever need carpentry work, just kidding. Brian's not a car contractor. Um, but he, so I went over to help and then him and I were chatting afterwards and I basically I was like, Hey man, I'm really considering this and I need to know if we're going to be cool. Like if I take this and I leave, are we going to be, are we, can we still be friends? And Brian, of course, being a bro is like, I'm not going to tell you to take it because that's dumb. I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to lose my best friend here. Like I'm not going to tell you to move away, but I'll support you. <laughs> oh, of course it's that whole like selfishly. No, but, uh, actually, yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and any good friend would respond that way. Right. Like, so that's just how we are. Like, we're like, well, I don't really want you to leave, but I'm here for you. Uh, and I, and so that was a, a, a moment where I was like, okay, Brian's cool. And I had a few other friends I talked to and I you know all my friends were super supportive. Some friends were just like, yeah, you need to go do it. Like right away. We're like, what are you doing talking to us about it? Go. <laughs> so everyone we talked to was excru excruciatingly supportive. And so my wife and I were like, all right, we need to sit down and really figure out if we're going to do this. So we made out a list of pros and cons. And of course we noticed on one side was friends and family and then basically material materialism, right? Like, all of, you know, financials and all this stuff. And then we we're like over here, you know, was, impacting the kingdom of God, discipleship, more of that than ever before, you know, a great supportive ministerial team, changing, uh, you know, building a great city for God and all these things. And then I was like, well, the, really the only thing that's not materialism, and this is what we kind of realized too, that's not materialism, is this column. The only thing that's not materialism here is uh, friends and family. But friends and family, we still have them if we go over here. <laughs> we're just in a different location. And so then we're like, that's that kind of was revealing, right? And when you start realizing that you've been thinking probably too much like in, of this world, so to speak. So then there was a question that Brian told us we needed to ask ourselves. And this was actually a really good question. One that I wouldn't have thought of on, on my own because my brain was too like overwhelmed almost with all of it. And he was like, you need to ask yourselves what has been your life goal and which decision brings you closer to life goal. That's going to be a big deciding factor for you guys. That's something you need to ask. So, of course, we asked that question and um, the, the answer was obvious. We've known since we were, I knew since I was 17 years old that I needed to be in ministry. She's known since she was, uh, you know, in, in school too, that God wanted her in ministry. When we were engaged, we committed to that. So what has been our life goal? And we're like to impact um, the world for the kingdom of God. Which decision gets you closer to that? And we're like, well, <laughs> obviously taking this position. And it's not because it was the first position that was offered either. In fact, I kept wanting God to like not really offer a position if it didn't work, which is why I kept being very open and honest about my beliefs. But when I went, I, I presented my most controversial beliefs to them and they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, you know, as long as you're not like, you know, beating your drum on that and making it, making everyone else affirm it and you do like a window shopping approach, like these are different views of this, we're fine with that. And I was like, yeah, that's what I like to do when I teach theology, they're like, perfect. No big deal then. And I was like, oh, okay, just like that. Um, and in fact, there are some people there who agreed on me on quite a few of those issues, which is cool. Um, but anyway, so we asked ourselves that question, you know, which one brings us closer to our life goals? Well, clearly it's taking this position at the church. And so I was like, okay, if that's the case, then that's what we need to do. Uh, so I wrote down on the piece of paper, are we moving to Indiana? I flipped around, pointed at my wife, and she looks down. She says, she goes, yes, I think that's the right choice. And like Kelly's known since the beginning, right? Because she's spiritual. She's she's like bathing this in prayer. And of course, I'm only, I, and I realized at this point, I was looking at things purely 
pragmatically, um, even though I had a huge spiritual tug to do this. But what, the only thing that was holding me back was, in a sense, my pragmatic desires. And I was like, well, this fulfills all the things I've wanted. All the things I've been praying about with ministry is actually answered in this situation. And so just because it's not going to, yeah. And of course, life changes. There's different chapters and there's different ways you go about it. And so this was a thing that I realized I needed to do. And I realized it was the answer to all my prayers that I've been wanting. And it kind of answered that big hole in my heart, which was ministry that was that was left. So what I did is I called up Chris and told him we're taking the position. And the end sues the rest of the situ of the last multiple months, what's been going on behind the scenes and why there's not been a lot of content because we're trying to get this house right. We were trying to get the house ready to move. We were changing things to get this, to get this house more desirable. We were checking out houses down there. My wife would ha like at one point like just drove down for an entire multiple day escapade to look at a bunch of houses so we could put offers in on different houses and uh, you know one thing after another and it was just it's been a lot and so. That kind of brings us there where to the end here, which is, yeah, that's why we're moving and we're going back into full-time ministry. And I'm really excited. And I realize that um, when it comes to the kingdom of God and the work that we're doing here, we've had people... We've had people on who are like scholars and theologians and philosophers on this channel, but we've also had just people, right? The people who are just normal, average, ordinary people, and we see the impact that this has had. And this has become, uh, this ministry has become very near and dear to Brian and I. It's one of the things that we love to do, not because, you know, we just want to put more things out there on the internet, but just because we see lives change because of it. And when I realized that that's one of the reasons why I love doing this, and if I'm able to do that in person, personally, in ministry, then why wouldn't I? The cost really is too great. We have a world that's like decaying around us and things are more falling into more and more moral and moral absurdity, really, and philosophical blunders. And just the whole thing is just crumbling. Really, it's on fire, right? There's, you look around and you're like, yeah, this is no longer a Christian nation. Uh, this is what postmodernism has essentially wrought is this. And it's like the cost is really too great for me and others who are called to do it to not do it. And I knew that, and I so I needed to get back in into the game. So the Hess family is back on the move, and we are back in full swing, and we will be serving as uh, youth directors and missions directors at our new church down in Indiana. And what will be cool, too, is I will be um, working in a local university there with a Ratio Christi chapter, if all goes according to plan. Uh, I will be working with another um, ministry there that's an abstinence ministry to work in the schools. I'll be doing a lot of those things, which are boots on the ground ministry, which is what I love to do. As much as I love to teach and all that, like on here, I and it, like have a lot of fun and reactions and all the absurdities that take place on the church split. My, my real heart is boots on the ground ministry. That's really where it's at. And so that's what we're going to be doing. So what does this mean for the channel? So for, obviously, um, this means that there's going to be a lot of changes. Brian and I will still be doing a show, and we have committed, both of us, to doing weekly segments. And let me explain what I mean by that. I, I plan to do my own weekly segment where I do some sort, where I teach through a particular topic, because I'm, I'm, I'm a theology nerd, right? That's what I am. I love theology and philosophy. So I want to go through different things. Um, and some of the things that we have on our unapologetic series on our channel, like if you look through 
through uh, our on a, our theology classes or our apologetics classes where it's just recorded on a really crappy uh, audio in a classroom, I will probably want to do some of those things here, like bring the problem of evil series. That's been a big hit. Um, I want to do a series on how you can trust the New Testament and why. So be doing my own individual segments going through that. And then Brian, if you know anything about Brian, Brian is of course an engineer by trade, which means he loves details and he loves to break a lot of things down and he he pays close attention to things. So one of the things that he's going to be doing is a weekly segment on uh, this week in Christianity. And he's just going to talk about any and all random social uh, events that take place. Probably similar to the sort of content that uh, without the same like style, obviously, but probably similar stuff to like what you see with Jonathan McRae with What Do You Mean? Like he does a lot of those sorts of things. So Brian's going to be doing that. And then what we would like to do then is once a week do a, an episode together where we are doing this now side by side together and probably try to live stream those. So that way we can talk about the episodes that came out that week and we can talk to you and interact with you guys and talk about whatever topic it is that we feel like talking about at the time. And the reason why we're able to do that now is because instead of having to schedule a time to come to my house, where the studio is built and record, we can now record on our own time when we as individuals have time for it and then together schedule one block a week where we have that segmented out just for us to do the show, which is great. Uh, and Brian already has like his the, an incredible setup at his house, by the way. He's been preparing as well, and it looks awesome. And I'm just really jealous of his setup. I am not going to lie. But again, remember, I told you, the only reason why the show looks so good is because Brian was part of it. He's doing the same thing at his show, so his side will look a lot cooler than mine, most likely. But <laughs> um, And so basically what, is, what I'll do, because the, the church also is really big on online ministry, uh, which is, I think, another reason why the uh, Trinity Radio and all those are involved with it, because, again, uh, internet is another mission field. So the church did say that they are willing to let me do the church split still and keep continuing what I'm doing here. So it's really great, like coming together and it's going to be really fun because Brian can do what he's passionate about, which is a lot of social commentary. I can do what I'm passionate about, which is theological commentary. And then we can do what we're passionate about, which is doing the show together, uh, interviewing people, whatever it is that we feel like doing. So you can look forward to that coming. There's going to be a lot more content coming down the line. Also, um, the other thing is, is I want to make sure that I communicate to this differently. You're going to hear more of a push toward Patreon and other things like that. And the reason for it is because one of the, even though my wife and I can survive on the new income, it is cutting our income in half. And you guys probably already know this is economically trying times. So we are going to be making more of a push toward that just to have more support. So here's the thing. If you want to financially support us, you can join us at our Patreon down below. That would be a huge, huge help for me and my family and Brian and his family. That would be a big help to all of us because this show takes a lot of time. And we don't like to do this show haphazardly. We like to actually put effort into it and we like it to be edited well. We like it to have a certain level of quality as far as like facts that are spoken. Uh, and, you know, we've had a few misspeaks in the past, but we want to make sure that we are bringing our A game when we can and we want to do it all the time. So that takes a lot of time and effort. And if you, and we've pretty much have funded this entire show mostly ourselves. We've had the we've had faithful patrons there who have helped buy a, different things. Um, like they bought 
Uh, you guys have helped us buy like an editing laptop, uh, the the new um, mic arms, things like that have really helped. But a lot of the other equipment, uh, the camera we're recording on, for example, or any of the background stuff and a lot of that comes out of our own pocket, which is going to become more difficult to do. And also if you got, so that's why I'm saying if you guys would like and you want to support us, please support us on Patreon because it would be a big help for our, us and our family. Never did we care about it before as much. Um, it just helped us get upgrades as we needed them. Uh, but now it's at the point where, yeah, you know, I actually, we could probably use our family as a ministerial support for what we do. Uh, but again, this isn't me begging for money though. This is if you feel called to and you want to, uh, if you want to partner with us and that's what I would call it a partnership because we do plan to be more involved on Patreon as well. Also, if you guys want to ever chat with us, feel free to find us on any of the online platforms or shoot us emails uh, or you can join our uh, the church split discussion and apologet apologetics and discussion uh, Facebook group so that is basically what's going on guys um, I we really appreciate your prayers uh, we've all we there's been a lot of life change with this whole thing going on uh, with the move, and that's really impacted Brian and I's personal lives like it's difficult because when you've been best friends and by each other all the time like that, that becomes difficult to separate, you know. Uh, we, had, we had a very close-knit friend group that we always hung out with, and with everyone kind of moving away and stuff, it's very difficult, you know. So uh, we'd appreciate your prayers as we move forward. We appreciate your prayers for wisdom. Uh, and that's the biggest thing I'm asking right now is just prayers because, you know, like God provides and he continues to provide. And clearly uh, he's provided it for us up to this point. He's going to keep providing for us after this point. I'm not worried about that. So uh, I'm just saying if you guys would like please support us down below. And if not, uh, if you can't financially support us, then please just share the show around with people whom you know would enjoy it. Uh, and leave us five-star reviews, help to like the videos when they come through, leave a comment, just help build that algorithm up. Those things alone can help build this show. And it would be a big help. Um, and we wanna keep serving you guys. We wanna keep also being personable with you guys because one of the biggest things, uh, a lot of ministries is that they don't take the time for people. but. Um, because, you know, there's just too much. But Brian and I, we really like the idea of a personal connection with people. So we still want to keep talking with people individually. And that's one of the things that takes a lot of time is sometimes, you know, someone wants a phone call. Someone wants to get together for coffee or someone needs a Zoom chat and whatever. And these are just things that we do. Otherwise, we would covet your prayers as everything goes forward, that everything goes smoothly, uh, especially as I have to set up somehow all of this without Brian's help. And he's very good at this sort of thing because, you know, he as tech for a living. So uh, yeah, just prayers are appreciated. I am very excited for the next chapter of our life. And uh, I know things are going to be really exciting and God's got a lot of cool things in store for us. Uh, he's already revealed that this far. So, but otherwise guys, I appreciate all of you. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. So keep an eye out that we're going to start. Uh, hopefully it can also, well, first off, give us some time, right? while we're getting moved and settled in, there's going to be a bit of a break in content because I can't record out of a box. So we got to get things set up. We got to, I got to figure out if I'm going to be recording from the church, depending on what the setup is able to be there, or if I'm going to be recording in some sort of studio at home. We got some things we just got to figure out. Uh, and so once we get all settled in, guys, you're going to see some changes in content, but I'm really, but those are things I'm really looking forward to is a, a segment for me to do my theology stuff, a segment for Brian to do his social commentary stuff, and then, of course, a segment where we both do our own. And we want to do three about three videos a week if we can. And I think that would just really 
help increase not just the algorithm, but help try to get us to cover all the things we want to cover. And the reality is we just haven't had time the way we've been trying to do it. And the, this way we will be able to. With that all said, that was the update. A lot going on, but enough of all this blabber. I will talk to you guys all very soon. So take care and God bless. to avoid seeing obnoxious ads like this. We gotta be strong, we gotta be healthy. When you wanna feel nice and strong and satisfied, you gotta check out Good Ranchers. Right now, go to goodranchers.com, use promo code Knowles. Or that. We also wanna thank Free Life Soap, cause I don't know about y'all, yes. but I got a new shipment of soap yes, in. Yes, I did, yes, sir. And it was great. Or this. Hi guys, my name is Will, and I'm here to tell you why you should be a student at Trinity College of the Bible and Theological Seminary. Or that. To get to that momentarily first, I wanna to talk to you about Daily Wire's most trusted privacy partner and premier sponsor of this show, ExpressVPN. Are you aware that your browsing data is constantly being tracked and monitored? Please support us on Patreon. We do not want to annoy you filthy heretics with any sort of ads on this show. So when you're a Patreon subscriber, you also get access to our apologetics classes and other video content a whole month in advance. You can support us on Patreon for as low as $1 a month.